morning's reading is Joshua chapter 5, verses 13 to 15. Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. This is the word of the Lord. Am I on? Yeah. Morning. Morning. I think I might use this. Is that okay? So I can get up close and personal. I can see if you're listening and walk around. It's going to be an interactive one. Oh, no. Yeah, I feel, yeah this feels right. Um, well, we're going to look at Joshua, and um, we're going to look at Joshua and praying. Um, so chapter 5, verse do-de-da to do-de-da, something 13 to 15, and the prayers of Joshua um, so that's that's where we're going, um, uh, but you just have to trust me. That's where we're going. Um, is that okay? Thanks for the reading. It was really well read. Probably the best thing that we're going to hear all morning uh, is the word. So just hang on to those three precious verses. Are you in a position at this moment in your life where you're having to trust God over something? Are you in a position? I love that answer, Ron. Are you in a position, can you think of something that you're dealing with at this moment where really there's the opportunity in that to trust the Lord? I, I see a lot of people nodding and I'm not looking for uh, responses, hallelujahs or arms in the air or tambourines or anything like that. Um, I've, I've, I'm, I've got that free church thing. It's working out of my system I'm now getting anglified, so I, I don't need that as much. But I'm rather hoping that all of you are in a place where you're having to trust the Lord over something or some issue in your life or in the life of your family. And all I have to say, really, by way of introduction, that if that is the case, 
it is a good thing to be in a place where you're having to trust the Lord. If that is a good place, I think there's a connection between trust and God answering prayers. It's something that we struggle with as Christians. We want to know what the dynamics are of prayer. How does God answer prayer? Why doesn't God answer prayer? Why does God answer things in his way? We've we've got a lot of things in our head about prayer that we're working through. And sometimes we have moments where we, we get something quite clear and lucid about prayer and then there are other times where we're befuddled and confused. And all I can suggest to you today, the one kind of point that I'm going to drive at and hopefully use Joshua as an example is that when we're in that place of trust, God can move in our prayers. I believe that that is the case. I believe that when we're calling on God and coming to him in that need and in that trust, I don't think God can help himself but have to respond and move into that situation. That is what I think is part of the deal. So that's where that's that's what I'm trying to get to. So when I'm talking to you this morning about Joshua, I'm, I'm, I'm talking really about, and his prayer life, I'm really talking to you about trust. And the challenge on us to be trusting of the Lord. When we're in that place where we're having to trust the Lord, he's able to move into our situation. And I'm going to read a, a, a couple of verses from Jeremiah because I want to ask you about your roots. Are you, a, how are your roots this morning? For the purposes of this talk, lecture, sermon, you are a tree. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am a tree. Okay. Now a tree has got roots. Okay. Is that true? Okay, that's going to help for the purposes of Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7 to 8 says this. Blessed is the man, brackets woman, child, close brackets. Blessed is the person. Was that said with sufficient scouseness for you to get that? Blessed is the person, blessed is the person who trusts in the Lord. So we've just said to to ourselves this morning, we're in a place where there's something going on in our lives where we're having to trust the Lord because it's kind of out of control. Do it in ourselves. And Andy Pollard's saying, that's a good thing. I believe that's a good thing. Blessed is the person who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he or she or they shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river. 
I hear the call of God <laughs> on my life. Oh, I hear him again. Softly he speaks to my heart. Which spreads out its roots by the river. How good are your roots this morning? And will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Blessed is the person who trusts in the Lord because they're going to be like a tree that draws its nutrition, its, its life from something that's outside of it, from water and nutrients and the sun. It draws that into itself and it is strong, it has leaves, it has life, it has abundancy and it bears fruit. That is, the, that is a great example of people living in a trusting relationship of the Lord. They are going to prosper. And I, I believe, I've typed this on my phone, I've made so many adjustments to this morning uh, from the early morning, me dry run. Um, I want to say this, as we draw to him, he will, we will draw from him. As we draw to him in prayer with an attitude of trust, as we draw to him in prayer and with an attitude of trust, we will draw from him the life, the answer, the needs that we have in that situation. That's what I'm putting to you today. That's what I think is, is what God wants me to share with you. I don't think... God wants to challenge you over trust. I think he wants to invite you into trust. I think he wants to encourage you into trust. I think he wants to love you into trust. I think he cares so deeply about you. This isn't a challenge. This is, this is the Father saying, put your trust in me. Trust me. Trust me because you're going to draw from me. When you trust me, you're going to draw life, the, the answers, the needs, that you've got, you're going to draw from me. I believe God answers prayer. I really do believe God answers prayer. I have to believe God answers prayer. Now, there are conditions on that, but I have to believe, bottom line, fundamentally, God answers prayer. I believe God wants to answer prayer. I believe God is, wants to teach us how to pray so that he can answer our prayers, so that he can move into our situations and do the miraculous and do the impossible and give us the answers and give us the peace. I believe God uses prayer to do that. I really do believe that. Now, prayer is a hard issue. And I think for me, I've, if I've learned anything it's that when I'm trusting God, I seem to find that he moves into my prayers and into that prayer space. And when I'm not trusting God, probably I'm not going to be praying anyway, but it's all off the top of my head. And it doesn't really mean anything. But when I'm in that place where, God, I need to trust you in this, he, he's, he shows up. That's, that's my experience and that's what this passage in Joshua is about. Here's Joshua, man after God's heart, man who's followed Moses. He was sent out as one of the spies. He heard what Caleb was saying. He thought, that's the word. I'm lining up myself with Caleb. I think Caleb got there first. 
I think Caleb said, we can take this lot on. God's with us. And I think Joshua heard that and said, I'm with him. Count me in. Where do I sign? He followed Moses. Moses was an inspired leader. He learned, Joshua learned to follow men and women, I hope, of God. And he learned from them. And then when Moses, who goofed it up a little bit and ended up not going into the promised land, God said to him, Joshua's the next man, succession planning. He's the man. He's the one who's going to lead. And then God moved into Joshua's circumstances and spoke to Joshua about this is how you're going to do it. And Joshua, through his prayer life and through his trust and through his obedience, did it. I love Joshua. It's a great book. If you want to, you want to feel good about yourself, read Joshua. And stop, stop before Judges. Because you're going to go off a cliff in Judges. Because it's miserable. Just, but God, stop the Bible at Joshua, please. It's such an uncomplicated book about faith and trust and obedience. It's brilliant. As a young man, I read that. You know, I was conquering the mathematical world of South Manchester as a head of maths. And I used Joshua. Just be obedient. Just do the thing that he's telling you to do. Loved it. Loved the book. I don't know where I am with my notes. My notes have now gone. I am now in free fall. Okay. I've been preparing this word since August. And I'm now in total free fall. Um, But I, I don't care. Because I think that's the right thing to do. When we draw to him... In and through an attitude of trust and the discipline of prayer, we will draw from him. When I was sorting through my papers, um, because I've retired, I don't know if you know this. I, have, I am a man of leisure. and I, I, the, um, We're not allowed to have the heating on until Christmas Eve. Uh, that, that, that's been imposed on us. I try to sneak, uh, 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 I had a sneaky blast of the heaters for a couple of hours one afternoon. I thought Claire was going to come back late from work. And her first words to me as I minced across the hall to greet her and to kiss her and to throw flowers at her was, you've had the heating on. And I realized that I'm married to somebody who's got a close association with the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> so we're not allowed heating till Christmas Eve. And, uh, and I've got to sort out my boxes of papers as well. Uh, because we're not, you've retired, so why are you hanging on to all your papers from your education? Um, and, I, and I went through some papers and this fell out and I read it and it was a prayer and uh, I was in one of those places where I really needed to trust the Lord um, because I was going to have to deal with a really major discipline issue with uh, one of the senior members of staff. And I wrote this prayer down, Lord, I ask you for help. Help me to be fair in my assessment and fair in my judgment. Help me, Lord, I pray. Help me to be fair in the process. Help this person to face up to reality facts and truth help me to present the facts as they are and as you see them help this person to be inspired about who she can be help the trustees to see things as they should be seen in the light of your truth help me to present according to your light i was i was nervous and concerned about the situation and i didn't want 
me to be involved in it. I want Are we there? My days of roving and roaming around are over. And I was so concerned about getting it right. I was in that place where I had to trust God. Because I'd got my own agenda and I, and I saw things in a certain way, but I needed God to say, this is how it is. And that prayer was at the beginning of a process that took two years. And when I read that the other day, and I, that, that, that was in 2019, when I read that the other day, I can go through every one of those sentences and show, and, and, and show you, if we had the time, where God answered it. God showed up in that. At that moment, I, I was drawing from God. My roots were drawing from God. And I was drawing into him and drawing from him in the situation. Marvellous. Thank you very much. Because I believe God answers prayer. And I think when we're in that place where we need to trust him, he shows up. So, what do we see in, in Joshua? Well, we see. Sue last week said, um, I, I don't know if you caught a hold of this, she said... Mercy is what we, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. No. Mercy is getting what we don't do, what we do, not getting what we deserve. And grace is getting what we don't deserve. Did you, uh, it was so clear in my mind. <laughs> What, say that again, Simon. <laughs> mercy. Mercy is not getting what we deserve. Yeah, that's right, doesn't it? That's, that's all our sins and iniquity and transgressions. We don't get what we deserve. We don't get punished because he bore that on the cross. Mercy is not getting what we deserve. And grace is getting what we don't deserve. Yeah, do we agree with that? It's good, isn't it? Even though I can't remember it. But do we have a part to play in that? I think we do. I think in 1 John 1 verse 9 it says, if we confess our sins, he will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's things for us to do. So we see in Joshua a, a man, a leader who, who was who was very prayerful. He's a good example to us of somebody who prays and prays regularly. And what we see in his life and, and in these opening chapters, we see a man who draws to God. Now, I am going to go to my notes here because I've got this all written down. So we see in Joshua, just bear with, Firstly, he draws near to God. The principle of prayer and trusting God is that you draw near to God. He went to God in prayer. In the first five chapters, there are six verses that each say, and God spoke to him. Why did God speak to him? Because Joshua has got into the presence of God. He's gone to God in prayer. 
So if we are to draw from God, we need to draw to him. And Joshua is an example of that. And he's an example of somebody who drew near often. We read all the way through Joshua. He drew near God often. Pretty much every chapter, there's something there that says God and Joshua are having a conversation. That's prayer to me. Where Joshua drew into the presence of God. So not only did he draw near to God, but he drew near often. And he drew near in obedience and obediently. He was prepared to be obedient to what God was going to tell him to do. Have you ever led an army? No, neither have I. But I tell you this, if I'm leading an army into battle, the last thing I need to hear is, you need to circumcise your soldiers. Because I don't think they're going to fight very well with that kind of pain. Seriously, that's exactly what he did. He circumcised his army. They're all leading into battle in pain, I imagine. Now, for me, if I was there and God said, circumcise the army, I'd be like, are you sure? Have you got that right? Because he's obedient. Because when he's, he's this prayer warrior, he's saying, I'm going to draw close to God. I'm going to do it often. And whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. And he did it. And then God said to him, have a Passover. Why are we having a Passover? Why are we having a feast? Because you need to remember my mercy. So you need to circumcise yourself because I need a holy army and you need to have a Passover because you need to know I'm the God of mercy and justice and, and love. And then you're good to go. He was obedient. So we've got somebody there that's going to God faithfully, regularly, with the desire to follow whatever he's told to do. Oh, that has an impact then, doesn't it? Because if we are like that, and, and if God knows us to be like that, and can rely on us to be that sort of person that says, whatever you tell me to do, God, I'm going to do it, then God is able to move through our prayers. Not only did he draw near, draw near regularly, draw near obediently, but he drew near expectantly as well. He drew near with hope. He drew near thinking, I'm going to do what I can do so that God's going to move in whatever sovereign way he chooses. He went with an expectancy that God is going to move. And sometimes we trip ourselves up right from the get-go because we don't really think God's going to answer our prayers. Because he wouldn't. Because why would he? Why would God answer my prayers? I don't deserve. We get ourselves all locked up in that mental maze where there's no escape and God's inviting us out of that today to say I want to grow your trust in me your roots just trust me just come to me like a child just come to me like a child switch your brain off and just come to me as a child and just trust me it's right isn't it am I being bold here today so if we draw near then what can we expect to draw from him I think there's some principles here that we get out of Joshua firstly when we draw near to God in prayer with that sort of expectancy in that heart well 
we encounter the presence of God. Isn't it great when we know his presence? Isn't it great? We had a, a network day yesterday. Do I call it a day? It was an away day. We had an away day at Barnstondale, scene of many an injury. I discovered that Simon broke his arm at Barnstondale, and I was able to tell him I managed to break somebody's ankle at Barnstondale. It's a place of brokenness. We went to Barnstondale yesterday and we had a great day. It was brilliant and lots of plans and dreams were coming out of the day. But it was led by Carolyn, who, whose job is fundraiser. And she put together this fantastic spreadsheet of all the people that we get funding from and where we're at risk and where we need to get more money from and things like that. She's great. She's married to a vicar. I'm getting this right. Simon, I'm absolutely looking at you for everything I'm saying here. He used to be a curate here as well. And she was brilliant and she led us in prayer. And all I can say is God was there. It was just wonderful. We lit candles and we prayed about Liverpool and I just felt the Lord was there. And it was really, really wonderful. And she spoke about Peter and about Peter's courage of getting out of the boat. And it was just wonderful. But when we pray... With that sort of humility and with that expectancy, God shows up. And he showed up to Joshua. And he reveals his plans and his purposes. He showed up in, in, in his suit and in his armour and with a drawn sword. I mean, we know what's going down here when God shows up like that. If it's Jesus or if it's the angel of the Lord, he presents himself as the commander of the hosts of the armies of the Lord. Whatever it is, it's God showing up. I personally believe that was Jesus, but I don't mind if you don't need, you don't need to believe that that was Jesus turning up. It could just have been an angel. But what we do see is God's presence manifest, and not only that, but he's saying, this is how it's going to go down. I've got a drawn sword, and I'm introducing myself as the commander-in-chief. War is going to happen, and this is how I'm showing myself up. When I prayed over that senior leader... God showed up in that circumstance and God showed up as the God of justice and said, I'm going to take it from here. I'm going to make this process that you're about to go through, I'm going to make it a process of justice. This will be fair, it will be equitable. There'll be opportunity for the person to uh, address their mistakes. They'll be given a fair chance. The trustees will see it in the way that they need to see it. All of those things happened. And I had a revelation of God as the God of justice in that. Because when we pray and we get into the presence of God, often he shows us who he is and what he's about. So we see something of his plans and his purposes. We also get the authority. It's great that. Are you for me or against me? I'm neither. You see, you've got it wrong here, son. Joshua, you think you're in charge. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I'm, the, I'm not for you or against you. Are you for me? The question was flipped. It's like saying, Joshua, are you for me or against me? I'm the commander-in-chief. And that's great because when we get before God, we line ourselves up with his authority. And when we line ourselves up with his authority, he can minister in his authority. He can do things. So when we submit ourselves to him, when we humble ourselves before him, he will exalt us. 
This is what I believe happens when we come to him in prayer. We see his authority, his alignment, his promises, his provision, his partnership, his peace, and we fall on our knees in worship. There's such a powerful story here of God moving through the prayers of Joshua that compels me to think it's got something to do with trust and it's got something to do with drawing close to him so that we can draw from him like roots of a tree. I believe that is a principle that God wants to take us in. So you're in a place today where you're having to trust the Lord over something, personal, family, work-related. And the invitation from the Lord this morning is, let your roots do some of the work. Get before me in prayer. Just come to that place of trust and open yourself up and let me minister because he wants to. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he wants to move in your life? It, it, it is true. And he's excited by your expectancy. He's excited about your desire to draw close to him. Jeremiah 17 says, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord, for he'll be like a but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. When we, and I, you know, I'm the first to admit this about myself, when we're in that place where we don't need God, we can do it on our own, thank you. I'll do it my way. I'll do a frank on this one. I'm going to do it my way. For me, this is my testimony. When I go in my way, I invariably fall flat on my face. And my flesh creates an Ishmael. And I get up to all sorts of nonsense and trouble. Why? Because I'm ignoring God. And I find myself in a parched land and in the wilderness. And there's no water in the ground to draw from. Why? Because I'm not trusting in God. I'm trusting in myself. Have you ever been there? I'm trying to avoid that place because it does me no good. I want to be in the place where I'm trusting in God and drawing from him. I think I'm done. Where can trusting the Lord be found? Well, it can be found in your daily devotions. You build up trust every day. If you're taking God seriously, if you want to trust the Lord, that's going to be a daily thing for you if you're taking it seriously. That might be reading Bible through the year, might be lighting a candle, setting aside time to pray. But you're going to be serious about meeting God every day, even if it's just for five or ten minutes. Because your trust will build up, your roots will grow just a bit further and deeper into God's provisions. You're also going to find trusting in the Lord when there's a crisis. When crises happen and you take that crisis to God and you say, God, this is a mess, how we're going to get through it. And God says, I want you in this place of trust. Because I'm going to take you from a crisis to a process. I'm going to be with you all the way through it. 
I'm your partner. I mean, this is one of the great things about prayer. The result of prayer is we know he is with us. I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, when we turn our back on him and we're in a parched land, we don't get to feel that because we've turned our backs on that. But when we're in the right place, in a place of trust, everything opens up to us. And suddenly we think, hey, do you know he's with me? He will never leave me nor forsake me. You see, when, it, when he's over here, he's not leaving me or forsaking me at all here. I've just done that to him. And he's, he's saying, no, just turn back. Just put your trust in me. So when we are building up our trust in the Lord, we're doing it through daily devotions. We're deal, doing it through the crisis and the process. And we're doing it through the attitudes and actions, through the conversations we have with people and the decisions we make through the day. We're saying, no, hold on, I'm going to do that because I'm trusting God. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you. We just, let's, just, let's just commit our lives to the Lord once again. Thank you, Father. Lord, you know every heart that's before you this morning. And I declare your love on that heart. You count every hair on every head. You know what concerns us. And you know the place that we're in and the situation that we're in where we don't seem to have any answers. And that's the place where we need to trust you. I pray, Lord, over this week and over today and over this week that we would encounter you because we're praying to you with that attitude of trust. <coughs> Lord, let us draw near to you so that we can draw from you the plans, the promises, the power, the authority, the partnership, the presence of you. You're a good God answer prayers. Hallelujah. Amen.